You are connected with support. How can I help you? You're picking up the phone pretending that you want to help people, but you really want to rob them. I want you to understand. Legally and federally, I know what type of uh, time that you are. scammers and man they say the dumbest stuff go ahead please hey then i'll call this number again okay. hello are you there dave out to his song <laughs> yeah good morning dave are you there can you hear me Hello, Dave, can you hear me? I believe Hello. I think he's on the line. Uh, Dave, are you there? I, I got it. I think I'm calling you oh, the right up, name, right? I think I'm calling you the right name, right? I think in your email you, you said your name was Dave, correct? Or is there I, something? My name is Dave. Um, okay. Um, hi, Dave. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm really excited to learn more from you. So nice of you to join us. Great. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah thank you so good, much. Good morning as well from the UK. Hey, good morning over there across the pond, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I'm also swamp. Yeah. And good morning from New York. It's a pleasure All to right. talk to you. They've been watching your stuff for a few weeks now. So I can't oh. wait to talk with you. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I like you. Uh, was that my intro you played just before? I was I still yeah. getting, I, I've never used I found any. Your uh, song. Uh, I got addicted to it uh, a couple weeks ago when I started to binge watch your uh, streams and catch up on who you are. Uh, and I started to fall in love with that song. So I did some research and I, you know, it led me. I looked in your description. I found it. And then all of a sudden this morning I said, that would be a great idea if we played a little bit of his song before uh he comes on so i kind of made a video real quick and sent it to cj so we played a little bit of your song but a great oh. choice of song i mean it, it, i'm a fan now of those guys <laughs> <laughs> you can get a it's a, a band called nefix n-e-f-f-i-x i believe and if you go on the youtube and there's a thing there it says royalty free music or music for creators there's a whole bunch of stuff in there and you won't get a bunch of uh, strikes and copyright and all that other crap uh, if you use it. And they've got all different kinds of genres. So, yeah, check it out, especially that band right there. Yeah. Or individual. I don't know if it's uh, one guy that does that kind of like Alan Parsons or I don't know how you do it, but I, I like their music. So, yeah, I actually yep. have some of their songs on my playlist. I like their, their music a lot. I didn't know about them, and it, it just fits with your intros when you have like the the screenshots of uh, some of the beliefs and things before you get going um, into your streams. And it, it's like your your content over the last couple of years. Obviously, uh, now you have this amazing intro, and in the early days, it looked like you were just on there, you know, how to roll a rabbit joint. <laughs> and now you have some serious uh, serious talks going, and I thought the song was uh, very well done. Awesome song. Well, see, I started the channel out uh, originally. I just was playing around. This was five, six years ago out in uh, California. And uh, I never really intended to do anything with it. I started to, and then I did uh, uh, a video delving into certain uh, Italian 
uh, restaurants and their connection to um, nefarious activities that was uh, taking place a few years ago. And uh, they struck that one right down. You just couldn't talk about that crap. So I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm not dealing with this censorship crap at all. So years went by, I was here and I uh, had been studying into uh, stuff regarding the Constitution and and um, the uh, sovereign movement and that kind of thing. And I ran across the guy on uh, YouTube who was discussing the Supreme Court. So I turned him on and I'm just listening to him in the background. And I kept little red flags going up in my head going, wait a second, that's not right. You got that case completely wrong, you know, and it's just but uh, giving the benefit of the doubt. Then it came to a point where I saw this guy turn into a total train wreck and he got himself arrested for a trust, a simple trespassing charge. And I actually reached out to him and tried to help him. I tried to tell him, I said, look, if you go into the courtroom and you start yammering and yammering on about your constitutional rights. They don't want to listen. They're not going to listen to you. They don't care. You're not in a constitutional court. You are in a commercial court. So here's what you need to do first. He didn't listen, of course. And I thought, okay, well, given after watching this guy, he wants to be the big, big duck in the puddle. Let's see what he does. So he ended up going online live the night before his court and talked just major shit about the judge who was going to provide preside over his case. And I thought, well, that's real bright. And then he didn't move. show up. <laughs> I'm no so genius, but that I just, sound too bright. I sent him a simple text that said, you know, dude, you pussed out. You look like a fraud. The next <laughs> thing I know, I get a torrent of threats of uh, forced sodomy along with, Holy pornographic God. pictures and all kinds of stuff in my text. I'm like, holy cow, people need to know what this constitutional law scholar is actually all about. So I made a short video and it kind of blew up. And I said, you know what? This is kind of fun. So now I'm sitting here. I got a dual screen system and everything over here. And I've gotten to be able to reach out and kind of use that as a segue into uh uh, some of the issues like you saw in my intro, you know, there's a lot of things that um, I don't need people to agree with me. Just listen. And while you're listening, actually listen. Don't be scrambling for reasons of why what I'm saying is wrong or why what you say is right. Just listen to what I had to say. And you don't have to believe. I don't care. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Well, that's Just what I'll definitely do. Open, yeah. Yeah. Have I'm that ready. open mind. Mm -hmm. if it, a, a mind in a parachute work the same way they are only any good if they're open mm -hmm. you see and that's why when i was seeing with this daryl brooks i saw a lot of people discussing the daryl brooks thing and i looked mm -hmm. at it and i said this is a circus this is a distraction mm -hmm. this is also an attempt to try to make because it is growing the idea of the sovereign movement to look even more ridiculous to the rest of the slaves. You see, you put it in that light and people say, oh, look at there. What a what a goofball. And I agree. I agree 100 percent. See, what people don't understand is that there is no such thing as a sovereign citizen. You are either sovereign or you are a citizen. You cannot be both. And when people try to straddle the fence, that's when they get the post up their butt. 
Now, in Daryl Brooks's case, it doesn't matter whether you're sovereign or a citizen. It doesn't matter. You caused a loss, injury, and harm. Right, right, right. That, and that's no good and that's no bueno, not in anybody's. Right, right. right. Those with, see, in the, in the sovereign idea, it's really quite amazing because the ideals are that of natural law. And natural law is what our Ten Amendments, what our Bill of Rights was based off of. That's basically an exemplification of the uh, of your own natural rights. In fact, it preambles that by saying these rights are granted, endowed by your creator. Well, George Washington and Jefferson were not my creators, nor is the government today my creator. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to be sovereign? Well, it means to self-rule. It doesn't mean no rules. It just means no rulers. You are your own ruler. Now, in order to be your own ruler, you have to exemplify the qualities of which you would place in a good ruler. That would be benevolence, uh, to not be prejudiced, to uh, be wise, to be benevolent. All All the characteristics you would want to see in a great leader, you must become yourself. So what stops you from uh, driving maniacal speeds through a parade? Well, you do. You you stop yourself from doing that. Why? Because it's wrong. You have to. Doesn't mean you just get to make up your own rules. You see, um, you, you a right is any action that you perform that does not cause loss, injury, or harm. That's basically the definition. Because it's what? It's right and not wrong. That's where that comes from. But a lot of people try to take this into, oh, this is how I can get away with doing this or get away with doing that. No, it's not about getting away with anything. It's about getting away from a slave system. That's all. And in Daryl Brooks's case, I'm sorry, you killed a bunch of people and injured a bunch of people and justice has to be served, whether it be through a a judiciary or whether somebody just pulled him out of the truck and capped him there on the spot. Justice has to be served. That's all. Mm -hmm. So. Does it tick you off like, when you see uh, like a Timothy McVeigh or the other guy that was with him that claimed to be sovereign and, and like a Daryl Brooks and there's been some others throughout history that like what you said, trying to get away with stuff. I mean, does that piss off like you or like I would say the true sovereign who just wants people to question everything and know that there could be another way of thinking that people have been trained to think a certain way. And that's kind of what you're getting at as far as i can tell but does it make you angry that people kind of uh hide behind your your movement and your thinking oh yeah it it actually it does and that's one of the things the guy was just talking about this uh delete laws uh chili de castro that's one of the things that pisses me off about him is the fact that he's actually coming in and making legitimate movements look bad we got enough of that as it is we don't need you you know yeah um he tried to gravitate over to the uh, volunteerist uh, forum, and he's completely ill-suited to it because he's a statist. And he took the, he didn't know, even know what a statist is. He took it as an ad hominem. It's not. It's not an ad hominem. It's someone who relies on the state. That's all. 
someone who wants the state to take care of things and control things. That's all. And there are those people, people that feel safer that way. But I'm of a ilk that I prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful, safe slavery myself. I mean, so you don't um, do you utilize like the 911 system? If you had an emergency, would you call 911 or do you feel like that's um, using the government resources? Um, personally, no, I would never call 911. Uh, I have dogs. I don't want them to get shot. Um, I really don't see a need for me to call another man to solve a problem that I can solve myself. Oh, what I mean, if you're having a heart attack? Um, oh, yeah. Listen, let me tell you about what we've got here where I'm at. If I were to have a heart attack and someone were to call emergency services, I've donated to that. We have volunteer. We don't have oh. state paid agencies where I live at. It's oh, all volunteering, one of the top-notch rescue, and every so often I get an envelope in the mail that says, hey, can you please donate? And I'm like, shit, yeah, that's a service worth having. I'm not forced to pay into it, but I feel that it's a service worth having, so I go ahead and I donate to it. But, um, okay. you know, it, it doesn't require necessarily, there's, there's an actual um, example where it doesn't require a government agency in order to take care of these things. I often hear, well, who will build the roads? Well, there were roads long before that. Long before government, there were roads. Um, in California, in Eastern Central California, there was a thing called the Inyo Good Roads Club. And this was before the federalization or the state was taking care of any roads. And what it was, was basically merchants along the 395 corridor got together and had a coalition that they were going to keep and maintain the roads because it was good for their commerce. So it was in their interest to do such a thing. Um, people will come together and people will take care of things within their society. What happens when you have a surrogate parent, then everybody gets into this idea of, oh, that's not my job. The government will take care of that. Government will take care of this. Government give me money for this and get free stuff from the government. And people don't realize that anything you get from the government was stolen from someone else. They don't have any tangible wealth of their own to be given you. So all of this redistribution of wealth, that's, that's just a, it's a scam is what it is because they're grifting off the top. Whereas if that money is done in the private sector, we see a much more uh, uh, efficient use of those funds. Would it be fair to say then that you don't want any government and you want people to just do what's right? Yeah, that I mean, that's what I would shoot for. And of course, it takes a mindset. It takes a mindset because I could ask everyone right here on the panel. Are there any of you here right now and even in the chat that would without the threat of violence or a barrel to the of the gun of a gun to the head or the threat of incarceration? Would you? In other words, if the, nobody had written down any laws, would that automatically make any of you want to go out and start robbing or killing or raping or causing arson or anything like that? If it was not against the law, would any of you do that, like like the purge or whatever? I don't believe uh, so. No, but there would be some that would maybe do it more. Maybe I was ex I was expecting that to come right next because that's what everybody <laughs> says. That's what everybody well, says. Okay. It's not me. It's everybody else. But you see, I just asked everybody else. Right. 
I just ask everybody else and they're on board too. So the thing is, is it, and yes, there are those and I've run across them. I had a guy, he says, he said, if there wasn't no law, I would totally steal shit. And I said, and I would totally shoot you for it. And he said, you would shoot me for stealing your wallet. And I said, absolutely. And he said, do you think your wallet is worth a person's life? I said, that's not a question for me. That's a question for you. You're the one stealing the wallet. Is your life worth my wallet? You see, that's the type of, that this is, this is the, the whole thing. So you, you run across, like I said, you run across, you have a few, but they're very few of those few in all reality. Yeah. I think that's a dangerous situation and only because I really feel like, uh, and it, it probably goes into a lot of your, your, your talks. Uh, people are sheep a lot of the times and we see it all the time in our community where, you know, they don't like you because somebody says don't like that person and they don't really get to know you first. And I'm, I would be afraid that if there was no law and somebody did something bad to somebody, uh, there would not be people that would stand up. They would look the other way and say, well, it's not happening to me. That's not my wallet they're stealing. I mean, do you have any uh, thoughts on that? Or you, do you really feel like eventually there'll be enough people that will awaken and do the right thing, uh, law or not? They'll just stand up for what's right. Is that you know, like your goal I, I, can, I can only hope. I can only hope. Um, we do see people stand up for what's right a lot. It doesn't get a lot of coverage. It doesn't get a lot of attention. Right. When like somebody I if stops I somebody stealing age. your wallet, I would stand up for you because it's not right. I don't know. Right. And I'm not saying I'm better or different than anyone else, but I don't think that there's that many people that would risk their life to do something to stop somebody else from getting harm. You know what I mean? I, I see a lot of people that say, oh, it's not happening to me. Uh, I'm just going to look the other way. Thank God it's not me. But what you're saying is in your utopia with no government, everyone would do the right thing and look out for each other. And we don't need laws to tell us that stealing and raping and robbing is wrong. Well, see, first off, the, the, the misconception of a utopia, you're never going to achieve utopia. I don't care what you do. And you're certainly not going to achieve utopia through any of these isms. We've tried that for thousands of years and it doesn't work. Every form of government ends in rebellion and tyranny every time, every time. And every currency always fails. So these are just facts. These are facts. You're never going to have a utopia. However, the the idea that oh that's not my job there it goes like you said i'm glad it wasn't me that's a job for the police that's you know this does cause people to not do anything i mean and it is actually i'm afraid getting worse you can have someone choking on the floor of a restaurant and instead of anybody doing anything they're just running around like a bunch of cockatoos going call 911 call 911 and filming it you see, whereas probably 30 years ago, you would have been more apt for someone to actually jump in and help. Well, it's funny you say that, though, because um, two years ago, I actually um, did um, witness someone choking in a restaurant and pe people did the Heimlich on them so um and like they saved them in the middle of the restaurant so it's really funny you say that just because i actually witnessed that um happening but um i totally understand what you mean so do you feel um understand the point that you're making i think though um 
So you basically you organized your own group, right, to help each other. Um, so instead of you don't really view the government as the official group that's done that for you. You just feel like individuals should organize their own group of assistance. Is that kind of what you're saying? I yeah, I do think there's a lot more strength in community than there is in government. Um, much more. Um, it's for instance in the neighborhood where I live at right now. Um, there's a lot of elderly people that live on my street, a lot of retired people. And this would be a ripe area for someone to just go crazy if they, if they want if they were of that ilk. However, the problem is is that the community watches out for each other. I mean, if I see somebody over at Mrs. Jones's house screwing around on her porch and shit, I'm going to keep my eye on it. You know, and if he's there for a little bit longer, I might even either walk over or call Mrs. Jones and say, hey, who's this bird on your porch? I was just a little bit worried. Everything OK? That kind of a thing. Um, everyone around here is armed. We don't just go around playing with guns, except on the weekends. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it's uh, and uh, I mean, people just take care of each other around here. Yes. Do we have crime? We do. We do. In fact, I had a police officer shot just two doors up from me, which was a complete shock to the community. Absolute shock. Um, but it was just one of those things, a random thing that uh, occurred and everybody was pretty much in shock. So you're never going to have a utopia. You can't because yes. you're but what it is, is you have to we have to have strong men. You see, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times then again create strong men. And in our society right now, we have, uh, over the last, I would say, 30 years, completely demasculated the American male. Mm -hmm. And we use Marxist buzzwords that the sheep just love to adopt, the Marxist buzzwords. They hear it a few times on the news, and then they're off to the races with it. All right. Toxic masculinity, right? Toxic masculinity, you know, and it, this is where we're at. You can see the programming, and this is all done through Tavistock. Um, you can see the programming on your regularly scheduled television programming time. They call it that for a reason. If you've noticed that over the uh, course of the last couple of decades, a lot of the general theme is that of a very strong and dominant woman in the home where the husband is pretty much just a doofus and he gets into trouble and the woman is the one who gets him out of the trouble. We see this over and over and over and it's gotten worse and worse. And of course, it isn't that art imitates life. Life will imitate art. The monkeys will do whatever they see on TV and they start behaving in that method, in that manner. And it has been an actual uh, program of demasculating the American male worldwide, pretty much. So do you believe any of the news that you see or do you think it's all initiated by the government? I believe the basic outline of it, and of course, I do my own research into it to find out, you know, what, what exactly is it. I look at news programs more like not telling me what is actually happening. It's more telling me what to think about what's happening or what I'm perceiving to be happening. You see, um, for instance, during the, the last couple of years, you know, I was watching 
and I don't watch TV. I, I uh, pull up video and stuff like that on my on my television. Uh, I have a smart TV, and I pick up some news clips off of you know from various news programs off of YouTube and other places like that. And I watch them, and I I, I find myself dissecting them, going, okay, what are we going here? Where's the bias? What are they trying to make me believe? And most importantly, like with the Daryl Brooks case, not only what are they programming me with by covering this so heavily, what are they distracting me from? What is occurring right now that is that they don't want me to see by inundating my attention with this? You see, that's how I that's how I look at the news. The news, I know for a fact, is nothing more than a propaganda wing of any given government. Uh, whether it be the BBC or Fox News. Over here, we've got uh, uh, a cheerleader team for the left and a cheerleader team for the right. And nobody is really wise enough to realize that it's two wings of the same bird. They just keep going after it. They just keep going after it. And it is a pro- this has been proven with the Church Commission uh, hearings in the 70s of regarding uh, embedding of CIA agents into uh, American newsrooms and uh, television stations uh, in order to steer the narrative and uh, place propaganda stories within the news. That uh, was already admitted. It's called Operation Mockingbird. And we see it all the time. I'm sure many of you have seen the clips where they play the uh, simultaneously several different local news stations from around the country saying the exact same scripted line regarding a certain story. So under the illusion of getting variety, you don't really have any variety. It's all a big illusion. If you go to the grocery store, you see all these brands of different foods and things like that. And you go, oh, look at me. I'm an American. I have all these choices. If you were to label everything in that grocery store by their parent company, there would only be like three things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chester, sorry, are you still here? I think you tried to say yep. something and I cut you off because you're kind of quiet still. So sorry about uh, that. So, go sorry ahead. Sorry about that. Um, Dave, uh, just a quick question. Um, going back to um, Daryl, do you think, um, knowing your belief system, do you think Daryl chose that as um, just as a means of defence um, of trying to sort of get out of these actions, or do you believe that he believes he's a sovereign citizen? No, I don't believe he believes it at all. I think he's gotten enough information to get himself into trouble not wise enough to realize that it doesn't matter whether you're a sovereign or a citizen, you killed people. Right, people right. saw you kill people. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are or what your status is that you claim. You have caused loss, injury, or harm, and not only broken uh, the the written legislation of man, but you've broken the law. Right. See, a lot of people don't understand their the law and legislation are not the same. Lawful and legal are two completely different things. Law is immutable. It's already set. It's natural. Mm. Legislation is what man puts. Man cannot write law. So just as a good example, in 1860, it was perfectly legal for me to own another human being and and demand servitude from them. Mm. However, it was not lawful because it goes against natural law, it goes against God's law. 
So, and, and I mean that by creator's law, natural law, not oh, okay. under a religious aspect. I'm not talking. So that's ten- that's what he meant when he said lawful law, because he said that a lot during the case, like, is that lawful law? And I didn't know what he meant by that. Yeah, that's 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 the that is a that's a big kicker right there. And that, like I said, with the slavery, that's a, that's a great uh, example of mm-hmm. the difference between lawful and legal. Um, in fact, sometimes lawful things um, have been made illegal. Using the same example, it was completely illegal for me to try to free one of those people from servitude. However, that was a completely lawful act. Mm-hmm. See? Right. Oh, okay. Um, so what about land? Like, um, obviously, um, you didn't discover your land. Um, so how do you justify like the right to live there? If you understand that, if you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, oh, I, I understand what you're yeah. saying. Uh, how can I justify the ownership of land? I, I right, really right, right. Can't. No one can. How do you own land? Where? Who gets it after? I mean, what happens when you die? You no longer own it? Um, yeah, or, so, but you it, occupy land, even like disregarding ownership, <clears throat> like you're occupying land. Well, you right. know what I mean? So, th- like, obviously someone at some point discovered that land and claimed it. That wasn't you. You were... You transported there, were born there, right? So, like, what, like, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully. I just don't know how else to phrase it. Like, what gives you the right to live on that land, um, you know, if you don't um, want to recognize the government, if that makes any sense? I don't know how else to word it. I'm not trying. I don't mean that sassy. I just don't know how to word it. Like, how oh, do you- uh, that, that would be voluntary contract. That's voluntary uh-huh. contract. Um, uh, another word, uh-huh. an agreement. In other words, I I agree, and everyone else agrees that this is my uh, little space, and that I have the uh, dominion over this little private area. Outside mm-hmm. of that, I don't. But um, who agrees it to it, though? Who who are you agreeing it with? Uh, in this case, I guess it would have to be government uh, agencies, uh, but in. Prior to that, it would it would be an agreement with uh, the people around me, basically. Um, it's just a mutual agreement. I don't I don't know why the government would have to be involved in that type of thing at all. I mean, for instance, if uh, some guy wanted to parcel off a bit of his land and say, "Hey, Dave, you can if you give me a certain amount of Federal Reserve notes." Um, I'm going to go ahead and let you live on this land. Here's a contract. The only two people that need to be involved here is you and I. Here we are. It's mutual mm-hmm. agreement. There it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I totally get it. And then you can understand like what I'm trying to say is like, or what I'm thinking in my mind, and, and I want your opinion on it. I'm not arguing. I just want your opinion or your views is like, okay, so you agree that like your basically in contract with the government to live there why is it that you then don't have to subscribe to their other like rules because that you know what i mean that's part of the land that the world has given to the united states as an entity right and you're occupying that space Right. So, you know, it would be like if you come to my house, you have to do, you know, like I have some basic rules like one, um, you have to use 
like if you have to use the bathroom if you have to like defecate you have to do it in the bathroom that's a basic rule i have if you enter right. my home so you know you're entering their space that the world recognizes as their space so that's mm -hmm. what my question is is like why do you not have to abide by the rest of the their requirements if, to occupy well, their space if that makes well, any you, sense. You, you do. You do have to abide by it because there again, it's it's mutual mm -hmm. voluntary contract between one or more people. Right. Um, another for, in, in, in the other scenario where you're talking about, you know, that I, I got the uh, you have the land. Well, where did they get it in order to give it to me? You see, mm -hmm. so it goes all the way back almost to a, that almost a chicken egg type scenario right there which came first it's like who gave them the right to have the land in the very first place this i believe right. is one of the biggest arguments they had with the natives when when the europeans first started colonizing they didn't understand how can you own the earth how can you own a piece of the earth you know it didn't make any sense to them and yeah. uh from their mindset i can i can understand it but as far as uh th that's that's mutual decency it's it's it goes along this whole line right here would you want someone to come into your house and crap on the floor? No. Right. So right. therefore I go ahead and I do that. Do I drive the, an appropriate speed down the road because somebody put a sign up on the side of the road? No, I don't. I look at that sign like, okay, engineers studied this road and decided that this was probably the best speed to travel this road on. And I have enough respect for the people in this area that I'm going to go ahead and abide by that. Not because I'll okay. get a ticket, but because it's the right thing to do. It's, oh, okay. I get you. It's, it's, it's golden rule. It's golden yeah. rule one one. I see a lot of the sovereign, like, and for lack of better, um, I actually was going to ask you that question. So I totally agree that sovereign and citizens are like, um, you know, they're co contrary to each other those two words so i mm -hmm. totally agree but for lack of other uh, lack of what else to call them i've just watched some other sovereign citizens ones where they do go 70 miles per hour down to 35 they get mm -hmm. pulled over and then they want to tell then they, their argument is you have no right to tell me how fast to go do you see what i mean Right, right, right. You know. I, I absolutely see that all the time. And the thing mm -hmm. is, what I'm looking at right there is, is, okay, you can have this belief system, but when it comes right down to it, those very police that are pulling you over are just the same sheep. And I'm not using that derogatorily. What I mean by that is just people that are programmed into the status quo. And those people, even though they're wearing a uniform, and they had a month of training or whatever else, they're still of that same mindset. And you're not going to convince them at the side of the road. I often say you can beat the rap, but you're not going to beat the ride. So don't poke the freaking bear. You keep your head down, mm -hmm. you know, and that's that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, you can go. I have every right to go as fast as I want to. But I also have to keep in mind that this uninformed police officer who is not aware of natural law is going to just do what he's been trained to do. And that's all there is to it. You're just going to have to deal with that. And I don't agree with people doing that and trying to bait them. Um, I find it more productive to actually have a conversation with them.
which I've seen there's another creator out there, Paul Unslaved, that he is actually, he he's out there doing it. And he's been pulled over and had his car towed and ended up going to court and ended up winning and getting his car back. And it's a big freaking hassle. I don't want to go through that hassle. Right. You know, I have a belief system and I practice it as much as I possibly can within the limits of not getting my ass beat and thrown in a cage. Because whether you're right or wrong, that'll happen. Right. And I'm sure you understand that, like, um, so you and Daryl Brooks, um, you and Daryl Brooks, uh, from a public standpoint, like, might be associated with each other because of some similar declarations, right? So when you make a declaration about all police officers, you can understand how many of us find that offensive because it's it sounds very unfair because there's like millions of police officers or thousands. So when you say like they're all untrained and uneducated, you can understand why that might sound offensive. Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it for it to be that way. I didn't mean for it. What I meant for it is, is that they've been told the same crap as all the rest of the people. And of course, discouraged away from any ideas like this. Um, this was one of the points of the Daryl Brooke case being uh, broadcast so heavily. Um, this has been a worry of government forever, and especially here in the United States, even since the 60s. I could show you, you remember when the, it was only three channels? And they would sign off at the end of the night. And then for some reason, we'd have a patriotic moment and hear the <laughs> national anthem, right? Like you're yeah. going to watch. They didn't sing it. Four in the morning. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll take that and slow it down because they didn't sing it. They just played the music, showed images of America, and had the words down at the bottom of the screen come up. If you slow that down a whole bunch, and watch within the transition of the verses, you get all kinds of really cool phrases like trust government, rebellion will not be tolerated, pay your taxes, obey, consume. Mm. These are little subliminal messages that were occurring in the 60s. Now with high definition TV, it's even worse. So they've been blasting us with this um, rhetoric even on a subconscious level for, for decades. Mm-hmm. And something is happening now where there is actually a shift in vibration. People, the veil is, is falling. The veil is being lifted. And more and more people are discovering the truth of things. And this worries the hell out of the control system. Absolutely. Because without us, they, they don't exist. Government, that great fiction by which the few seek to live at the expense of the many. Do you believe that the government implants subliminal messages in almost everything we do? And I'm not talking about like when you go into a grocery store and they're playing a song and it's and maybe your subconscious mind is hearing things about buying a certain brand because that brand paid the company uh, a lot more money than the other brand. Because I come from a sales environment and I know that's that's definitely uh, a tool that we use in the business world uh, to sell more of a product. But I'm talking about like when you're driving in your car car or you're just walking in the street and you hear a a sound i mean how deep do you think it goes do you think the government is implanting subliminal messages like in everything we do absolutely absolutely if you recall back it was a few years back when we switched over to the digital signal from the analog 
despite the fact that we are trillions of dollars in debt, all kinds of economic problems, somehow the government found it necessary to push to the top of their agenda the quality of your television viewing. Hey, sorry so to interrupt you. So, oh, there we go. Sorry to interrupt him. Uh, the Zoom time is running out, but I sent you the next meeting so we can keep going. Sorry about that. There's like a time limit on Zoom and I don't have the paid service. So I sent him the <laughs> second link. Sorry about that. <laughs> so we'll just give him a minute to click to get there. Oh, my so bad. I thought we had an hour each time. No, we only have like 40 <laughs> minutes, but I sent him the link to, I made another one. Um, yeah, sent gotcha. you another. I sent you another link, Sovereign. Hold on. Sent you a second link. Second link. So sorry about that. Um, again, it's just I have a lot of things to pay for right now, and Zoom is not one I can add to my um, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, repertoire. Like at the minute. Chester said he got it. Chester's got it. Chester, you there? You want to yeah, pay yeah, for I'm my sure. Zoom? um (laughs) yeah no um a fascinating um conversation um um yeah i mean i was always um um brought up and told that um um society needs to follow um uh norms and rules and um um it's there for, for protection of all whether you agree or disagree but um yeah, I'm just wondering what if Dave is still there. What would happen if he um, um, came over and visited another country? Oh, that's a good question. We'll ask him when he comes back. Hopefully, we'll give him a second to join. Um, I should have been more. I should have just set up two in a row. So it's my fault. Um, sorry um, that he got disconnected. And it was totally just we ran out of Zoom time. I didn't like purposely cut him off. So um, hopefully he'll join us the second one in just a second. So. Um, so so sorry there he is i'm so sorry about that dave i should have set up two zooms in a row because i should have known we would go long and i didn't think about it i'm back yeah sorry about that the zoom just ran out i didn't like cut you off or anything i really apologize i should have made two zooms in a row so we wouldn't have any interruption but uh go ahead with what you were saying sorry um where was I? <laughs> uh, you were talking about, I think he uh, take had asked about, um, like, the indoctrination kind of, oh, of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, subliminal um, I'm just curious. Okay, so years ago, uh, yeah, so if you look at that, we went to the uh, digital signal. And even though there were not everybody had digital receivers at the time, they found it within the budget to be able to give uh, people free boxes so that they could get the digital signal um what people need to know is that when you're using an hdmi cable and you're using these high uh resolution televisions ultra 4k and this ultra audio that just what you're seeing and hearing coming through the television is like a trickle of the amount of data that is able to be passed through that hdmi cable both ways both ways make no mistake they can watch you through your television this is not a conspiracy theory i've seen it done um they listen to you uh just recently i did a video where a lot of my listeners didn't know i played uh guitar and i actually played guitar and did a recording and the next thing i know i'm getting blasted 
with ads for new guitars and amplifiers and all this other. Um, a couple of years ago, I just mentioned to my wife, I said, you know, I've been looking for a full length duster, you know, one of those uh, oil cloth dusters. And she goes, yeah, that, that would be cool. Next thing I know, I'm getting hit with ads for oil skin dusters. That makes so, you wonder. Yeah. It ain't no wonder about it. If they hear a dog barking in the background, they will send you ads about dog food and dog treats and chewy and all that other stuff. This is mm-hmm. so, yes, they are putting sublims in there. Um, in fact, they've been doing it, like I just uh, just pointed out, as far back as the sign off during the uh, in the 60s and 70s. And now with the digital signal, my God, what they could be putting through. I've also noticed that, that since little- that happened, we've got a higher incidence of uh, animosity and threats of violence and shit against each other over differences of opinion and political opinion. I mean, I can remember always there being arguments on the political spectrum, but never to a point like this. And I think it's got a lot to do with that. Um, The subconscious absorbs everything like a sponge. And then when you go to bed at night, when you go to sleep, that's when it does its work. It believes everything. Cal media scam pranks. So, um, that's a little different though like so what you're saying is with that cable it's almost like people are listening in it's not like i was wondering about subliminal messages uh in a different way i guess but what you're saying is if you use certain cables and you just make a conversation to your wife all of a sudden you're getting ads i mean wouldn't that well, not be even your phone even just like, your uh, phone. people your phone you? your tablet all of it um but that's in addition that's in addition to subliminals. There's a lot of stuff going on there, visually, audibly, um, and of course, there with the listening and the in the um, and the sending. Um, there's yeah, they've been doing this for for decades. They do it in movies all the time, mm-hmm. um, and of course, it works. It works. Uh, I knew a guy uh, years ago when I lived in Michigan that he worked for a company that did subliminal messaging. And they made like the music for grocery stores and uh, little messages in there, buy more, don't steal, things like that. The tapes you buy to tell to help you quit smoking. These are all designed to read into the subconscious. The music industry has been doing it for years and years and years. So, yeah, this is not a new technology and people need to be made aware of it. Be very careful because you are being subjected to this. 24 7 and if you're not aware it will get you sorry i have to agree with you um um i um um have this uh, youtube uh, channel um the morning scam show which comes up every tuesday and thursday and it makes me want to um tune back in so um, um the subliminal message um that uh, just yeah. might be the whole i don't think that's subliminal <laughs> i think that's cj scams like harassing you <laughs> yeah all cj's fault so just uh i've done a lot of research uh when you google like what does a sovereign uh person believe uh usually um and, and again it, it goes back to everything that you talk about like don't believe everything you read on the internet don't believe everything you see on tv of course question everything so 
Am I wrong to think that most sovereign people that kind of believe what you are, are saying you believe in, uh, you you fall subscriber to that in around, I don't know what it said, in the 1800s when um, things were changed, um, we kind of sold ourselves into a contract, like birth certificates um, are, are really just uh, contracts and, and the government is selling us as entities to other nations and making money from us? Yes. Do I have that right? <laughs> yes, uh, all of the above. The uh, there there was an event that took place uh, change in the Constitution in 1870, but the very huge pivotal point that took place, you see, in 1913, against the Logan Act, um, high level bankers, the people we call the robber barons, uh, John Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, um, there was a host of them. They went under assumed names and met with a Senator Aldrich uh, off the coast of Georgia at a place called Jekyll Island. And they drafted up what was known as the Banking and Commerce Act, also known as the Federal Reserve Act. This was placed on the floor of the Congress on Christmas Eve. 1913 they only needed a quorum at that time to pass this and this gave a central bank control to a group of private banker individuals and so the united states itself was no longer coining its own money woodrow wilson uh put that right into uh he signed it into law the next thing you know that same the next year 1914 the event known as World War One uh, kicked off, and uh, Archduke Ferdinand, who was assassinated in Sarajevo, uh, is what kicked it off. Although the, the the it's so murky, you try to find out what exactly was the war over. It's you get differing opinions, but I have to say it was a planned event because here's an interesting thing: the license plate number of the car that Archduke Ferdinand was driving in. The number on it was 111118. Actually, it was A111118. The armistice was on 111118. So, it's a, I'm not a big believer in coincidence. But after that occurred, then the United States, with this blank credit card, open-ended now, um, can borrow just about whatever it needs to from this central bank, we went full head-on into World War One. Well, this, of course, put us into debt. By 1933, Franklin Delano Roosevelt declared the United States bankrupt. In that same year, that bankruptcy was handled in Brussels. Uh, they had to have collateral. So the United States, being a corporation, started issuing birth certificates in 1933. My father was the very first person. They weren't required prior to that. You could have one, but they were not required. After 1933, they were required. This is actually a bond. This was your, you are collateral for the debt. Mm -hmm. And they get you to do that. They worked it through by declaring yourself as a United States citizen. Well, in reality, a United States citizen, the United States being a corporation, is only Washington, D.C. and its territories, the federal territories. I don't live in any of those places. Therefore, I'm a, a national and not a citizen. I don't declare myself as a citizen. 
by the by declaring yourself as a citizen that ties you to your bond that ties you to your birth certificate your straw man and yes it is traded on the market every day in fact uh my son was on one night and we pulled up there's a website uh i have it bookmarked someplace uh where you can actually type in your social security number and it will show you every company that owns a piece of you every single one of them you are traded but that's not you this is why your name appears in all capital letters i've heard the lame excuse people saying oh that's so that you can see it better well if that were the case they'd make the entire document in capital letters and there was also a study by dot that was done just recently where they're going through and changing all of the street signs to be a combination of upper and lower case letters because it's easier to read so that kind of dispelled that whole thing so <clears throat> what a lot of people don't understand is when you are charged with something like a traffic ticket or or whatnot that is actually a uh, charge against your straw man and it can be um discharged simply with your birth certificate <laughs> a lot of, there's a little bit of a process to it but you have to know what you're what you're doing you have to first um there was see what had happened was there was a, they waited until i think it was 1938 and a supreme court case came through that they were able to actually adjudicate it under the new uniform code uniform commercial code it was placed over the um constitution kind of like a, a like a transparent overlay this is why everything is uh virginia revised code ohio revised code this is it's it's under uniform commercial code if you reserve yourself under your natural rights using ucc then then you can then you can be uh under common law but until then you are under commercial law it's 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 complex but yes this was a the, you you do have a straw man there is a trust in your name your social security number is a part of the routing number to that account um so yeah these are things and people go oh no that's just a and they go to the another buzzword created by the government conspiracy theory mm -hmm. to and they've made this to be uh synonymous well, with, pops up, with and i'm sure you know that obviously but when i'm trying to do research uh on something i don't know when i type in sovereign uh citizen uh although i'll, I'll use that term loosely now thank you uh <laughs> i got educated a little bit but when you type that in what do sovereign uh citizens believe uh not only do you get the timeline and some truth to it obviously everything you just said uh i i saw um but you do see things that say conspiracy theories. Um, yes. I mean, and, and again, to me, that falls into let me first do the research and not believe everything that's been fed to me. Um, but at the same time, I have to look at it like you can't think every major news story is a conspiracy, right? Like if we talked about um, whether the earth is flat, whether we talked about space or 9-11 or the Holocaust or any of these major topics that usually conspiracy theories uh, talk about. I mean, you have to think some of them are correct. No, not the, and everything can't be conspiracy. No, no, not everything is a conspiracy. But there's the thing. There's that term. There's that term. What is a conspiracy? What is a conspiracy? Is it possible? and likely 
that people in prominent high-powered positions might meet in collusion to formulate a nefarious plan? Absolutely. All the time. I just told you about one, and it was happened at Jekyll Island, and it's put us in the economic mess that we're in now. People, people think they have money. They don't have money. They have currency. They have Federal Reserve notes. They're no, worth no more than the paper they're printed on. Mm. There's nothing backing it. And people don't understand that. So what they do to shut people down is use that very term right there, conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. Okay? So where did this word even come from? Where did this phrase come from? It was born out of the Kennedy assassination. Because there were a lot of people that weren't really buying the official narrative of a lone gunman shooting Kennedy from a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what they there were people that were formulating the idea that there was a conspiracy by high-level individuals to have uh, John Kennedy assassinate. All right. So what did they do? They said, we can't have that going on. We've got all these people with theories of a conspiracy. What do we do? So what the government did was put out their own conspiracy theorists who went out there and purposely looked wacky, purposely looked out of their mind, and they gave them a lot of publicity. So then anybody that was had a conspiracy theory was most likely a whack job. You see, and this dispelled people from using any critical thinking. Nobody wants to be labeled a conspiracy theorist. That means rubber room. That means a uh, straight jacket, right? No, it doesn't. What it means is critical thinker. Mm-hmm. But people have been given this buzzword and they use it over and over and over until finally it's completely out of context to where if somebody says anything that might be a little like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, conspiracy theory. No, wait a second. Where's the, even the conspiracy? We're just making a fact. So you have to be real careful with that. Secondly, stay the hell off Google. You're never going to get anything off of Google. <laughs> you got to look through some other search engines. Google lies. Um, you can put in a search criteria and it'll tell you that there's some vast number of millions of searches done within a half of a second and they got all these results. Go ahead and try to go to the last page of those results. You won't find it. You won't find it. You'll maybe at most get 14 pages and the last couple repeat themselves. There are not any millions of results. And they don't show them. But people will take it for granted because they're used to just glossing over a headline or the header of something and saying, hey, that's the, that's it. That's what it is right there. They don't they don't actually delve into it and look. They just take it for granted. There's a lot of intellectual laziness taking place because there's a lot of this thinking of, uh, oh, there's smarter people than me have already figured that out. I run into that in the flat earth. Uh, community all the time. People say, well, you know, Einstein. Yeah, go ahead. Work his formula out for me one time. They don't know. They just rely on it. I tell them Einstein was a fraud and they're like, what are you talking about? I said, try to find some footage of him talking without reading. He reads everything that he ever said. I I did see uh, a small debate on one of your streams. You had somebody on your panel. um, It was a very respectful discussion. And I don't know if you were in our chat early on, but I was saying um, I couldn't wait to talk with you uh, because 
uh, you let this guy talk and obviously he didn't agree with what you were saying but you guys had a, a pretty uh in deep discussion about the flat earth um in that movement um and i mean it was just uh i'm not saying uh people need to agree or disagree one way or the other but it was just a great discussion where you can hear both sides so that's, you that's what a discussion it has to be um people get this idea that a discussion has to be an argument it doesn't it doesn't. Here are my views right. and all your views, people, and then uh, we can we can very look at. Very few people agree with you, though, on that. You have to yeah. know that that you're a rare breed, in that you can uh, definitely have a strong opinion, uh, but you can sit there and shut up and listen to somebody uh, talk about why they don't agree with you. I mean, you have yeah. to know that that's a rare uh, quality these days. Yeah, it's a good thing for sure. I I think that that's right. helped a lot on my channel too because. Uh, uh, a lot of times I, I have an Ironton Auditor co-host with me and uh, we get an eclectic group of people that come in there and we have a good time and we discuss these things and, it, and we, have a, we, have, we have fun with it. We have fun with it. That's the most important, the most important. And you talk thing. about everyday stuff too. I mean, you talk about, you have to drive 120 miles to your, you know, uh, grandchild's uh, soccer game if i'm not mistaken uh, yeah. I mean, so it's uh, you kind of throw in some real life stuff i mean well it's all real life but i mean some everyday activity that you're doing um as you discuss some of these important issues yeah so well, you know I, I think one of the coolest things is is my comments i get a lot of comments and of course every i get some that are just you know crappy you know they're just just people just we all get them we all get them <laughs> but you know they're very few i mean if my you, like to dislike like the ratio, the galaxy yeah my like to dislike ratio is always up in the upper 90 percent um and it, uh, the comments are what get me is because people say uh most common type of comment i get is i don't agree with everything that you say but man you really make me think and that's what i want to do I want you, you want. to think. Yep. I don't want you to just take somebody's word for something. This is another part of that programming. They'll put some guy up on the screen and he's got some books behind him and they put a little Chiron under him and, you know, famous scientist, you know, and you've never heard of this bird before, right? But it just, there it is. They never, There's read, the any books. They never read any of those books. They're just right, there. Right, right. I have books in my apartment it's, I've never read, but I feel smarter just because they're around me. It's ridiculous. Right. It, it, uh, I'm glad what, you hit on that. It, they always put books behind somebody to make them look smarter. Sure. And you don't know who this guy is. He might have just been some drunk in the alley. They sobered him up and said, we'll give you a hooker and a bottle of Ripple if you read this script. You know, you don't have any idea. But people, because of that illusion, it's a perception deception. And we're victim to it all day. Um, but through that perception deception, it feeds into that there are people that are smarter than me that already figured it out. And so I'm going to pretend I'm smart and parrot what I just heard. That's what happens. Well, um, yeah, well, we're running out of time, but um, I just want to say, like, I totally uh, I understand your points. I just um, I'll just be honest, like at the same time. It doesn't make a whole lot of there's some things that that don't make sense to me, which is we all have to live somewhere. We have to live somewhere because we're existing and I'm choosing to live in the United States because I was born here and because my family um, live here and 
I could choose to go live somewhere else, and a lot of people do, but I'm choosing to live here. I don't want to go out and find criminals all day. I don't want to decide what justice they have. I don't want to find people that are speeding. I don't want to protect other people's homes. Um, I don't want to provide, um, like, I don't want to determine who has the right to drive and who who's capable of driving and who doesn't. Those are all things that I don't want to do um, because I only have so many hours in the day. So, yes, um, I'm I, I'm grateful that there's an organized system that can do all that other stuff that I don't want to do. Um, like I like Daryl Brooks. He needs to. He obviously can't be trusted to be in society uh, because he hurts people. So somebody has to take care of him. Somebody has to put him somewhere. Someone has to determine where he should go. I don't want to do all that. So I'm grateful for the government that they do organize all that stuff for me. I totally agree. There's uh, obviously corruption. There's corruption in every single group. Um, so, and there's nowhere that I'm going to be able to go unless I find an island by myself that doesn't have an established government. So I have to, I'm here. I'm in, I'm in the government. I'm here. The government is benefiting me. Um, all, and I, and again, I agree that there's corruption, but they're benefiting me because they are doing something with Daryl Brooks that I don't want to do. I don't want to find him. I don't want to house him. I don't want to feed him. I don't want to make sure his rights are protected. I, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to scam bait today. <laughs> you know, I don't want to maintain roads. I don't want to, um, uh, well, have here's, relations here's with other thing, governments. <laughs> Here, here's, here's the thing, though, CJ. It is it's just food for thought. Okay. Uh-huh. First off, first off, government. Government comes from two Latin words, governo and mentis. Uh, governo means to control. Mentis means the mind. Um, it is in your mind. That's why you are in a state. Uh, it, it only works if you believe it. Okay. So with that being said, if you have to rely on somebody writing something down on a piece of paper or telling you that you're not allowed to do a bad action, or if you rely on religion in order to be a good person, you're basically nothing more than an animal on a leash. You see, it comes from you have to be the, you have to be the change that you want to see. I am. I definitely am the change that I want to see, and I'm doing it within the United States government laws, um, respect for the government, and I don't understand the logic of why I would rebel against them. How it benefits me or how it benefits society is Mm -hmm. the the logical thing that doesn't make logic to me. you know, why? Because no matter where I go, I'm going to have the same fight because every country has a government. Every single mm-hmm. country has a government, right? So, and every single country has uh, good things about the government and corrupt things about the government, you know, every single country. So I'm not going to escape that fact. Well, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow your mind a little bit. You've okay. been under the illusion of international sovereignty. In other words, this, this illusion of uh, countries and nations for, oh, pretty much the better part of the 20th century. And up till now, it is an illusion. And if you don't think so, 
You just take a look at some of the things all the time. The all these different countries hate each other. They want, oh, we don't agree with you. But they all agreed on COVID, didn't they? They all agreed on the vaccine, didn't they? And the countries that didn't, well, their leaders got replaced rather quickly, too. Yeah. Um, we are not allowed. To, they all agree that nobody's allowed to freely explore uh, Antarctica or the north, for that matter. They all agree on an altitude limit. You see, this is the thing. You start seeing this idea that, oh, this country hates that country. But the reality of it is that's an illusion. That is an illusion because you see these people palling around behind the scenes. They supposedly hate each other, but they don't. They don't. That's a show, just like WWF. And it keeps the people placated. It keeps them okay. distracted. Well, we don't really I, see what is actually going on. Yeah. I mean, well, there's a reason that dignitaries and the popes all went to Antarctica. Why? John Kerry goes to Antarctica on election night. That's like the Super Bowl for those scumbags, man. But he goes down there. Why? Why is the UN flag show every continent on Earth except for Antarctica? Antarctica is shown to be the wreath of Apollo. The wreath of Apollo is a crown. That's a symbol of control. That's what the Caesars used. So why is Antarctica uh, pictated as a uh, symbol of control? What is really going on? Right. Food for thought. Well, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you sharing um, your thoughts. And I hope that you felt like you could do that um, respectfully because I do have respect for you and your opinions and um really appreciate you being here and we'll definitely have you again on because i know it's not enough time to talk about everything um right. but thank you so uh we really appreciate you coming by absolutely thanks Hell for having yeah, me man. yeah it was a pleasure yeah thank and you. we'll have you again on um some other time when we can talk about it further and um and uh you know complete um you know and if we uh, agree to disagree, I do it with complete respect, and I feel like you do it, too. So it's really great having you. Cool. Great yeah. to be here. Thanks for having yeah. me, CJ. Yep. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. All right. Later, man. Thank you. See you yeah, on your bye. stream. Bye. Bye. You are connected with the port. How can I help? Please proceed to the port. You're picking up the phone, pretending that you want to help people, but you really want to rob them. I want you to understand. Scammers and man, they say the dumbest stuff. Go ahead, please. Hey, then I'll call this number again. Okay.